Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Miles Away. This is your host, Zach Honig. On today's episode of Miles Away, I am sitting down with the other Zach at TPG, Zach Griff. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. Thanks, uh, Zach. <laughs> so Thank today you. we are talking about uh, one of my first Southeast Asia destinations that I've, I've ever visited, and that's Chiang Mai, Thailand. So tell me about Chiang Mai. When, when did you visit? I was there this past January, so just two, two three, three-ish months ago. It all started when I asked my girlfriend, like, hey, I know you have off for winter break. Where are some of like the really cool, exciting, adventure-type destinations that you want to visit? And Thailand was at the front of her list. A lot of my friends had been there. And when we were trying to put together like a miles and points way to approach this trip, Thailand like totally fit the bill. Had you been to Southeast Asia before, or was this your first trip to Southeast Asia? So this was certainly my first adventure in Southeast Asia. And so Chiang Mai is a bit off the beaten path, but you actually stayed outside of the city as well. Yeah, I, I split my time. Um, the idea here... So you're off, off the beaten path of off the beaten path, so to speak. Well, off the beaten path for half, and then off off the beaten path for the other half. You stayed at the, the Four Seasons, is that right? Yeah, so... Um, I am so jealous. I, so I've both of my trips to Chiang Mai, I stayed at the Meridian, which is very nice. Very, very central. It's right on top of the night markets. But your hotel looked incredible. Yeah. We're talking, you arrive at this place and you feel like you're in the jungle. It's built right into a rice patty, uh, which is still actively used at the hotel in the Thai restaurant. Every day, they offer complimentary rice planting classes. And whatever you reap and harvest is then cooked that evening at the restaurant. So it's kind of like a kibbutz. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, the kibbutz so would imply. Com- complimentary. So yeah. you come, come do some work for us. Yeah. <laughs> except, except, except I didn't cook the dinner. Okay. So, um, what, kind of, what kind of other activities did they have there? Yeah. Um, one of the high-level takes that I had on the resort is you know, we're about 40 minutes outside the city. Um, I was very curious to see what people would do there. Would they just stay put at the resort and take advantage of, like, the biking? There was a bunch of natural trails just around the hotel. So it's an active, a little more active vacation? Yeah, although they had two gorgeous infinity pools overlooking the rice paddy where a predominant majority of the people um, who were staying there just pretty much lounged all day. Um, awesome spa. The hotel has 11 private residences, and they converted one of them into the hotel spa. And so each of the individual treatment rooms is in one of the bedrooms of this private residence. And I had one treatment, my girlfriend had another, and we were just reflecting on the different Thai elements to these treatment rooms. Um, it was just a, a really marvelous experience being in a rainforest with bedrooms overlooking these rice patties getting like an open air massage 
was just incredible. Wow. Sounds pretty incredible. Where, yeah. So when you stayed in the city, were you, were you in Le Meridian or was it a different hotel? We were in the Shangri-La okay. in, in the city. So what, tell me, what did you do in Chiang Mai? What are, what are the activities? I mean, obviously, fantastic massages throughout Thailand, but what, what kind of activities did you have yeah. around the city? Yeah. Again, we, we were trying to keep it a little bit more adventure-focused. So while we did spend a half day going through some of the main temples, such as like the Doi Sutep, which was a little bit outside the city, um, we saw the other two main temples in the actual old city. Uh, we spent some time enjoying the night markets. In particular, definitely don't forget to make it to the Sunday night market. If there's one night to go, it, takes it is over Sunday night. the whole night. city pretty yeah. much, right? I mean, it was crazy. We were out for hours and just walking from stall to stall. And, and it, it seems like it wasn't just a tourist experience because a lot of the people who we were interacting with there were were, were locals. Yeah. I mean, the night market's kind of par- a big part of the culture in Chiang Mai. Yeah. And, I mean, there's there's restaurants. There's tons of food. People, I mean, that's what the locals do, too. And so you really you have an opportunity to, to kind of have the touristy experience, but also kind of a, it has a locals feel to it. Totally. So, you know, we, we're tourists and we want to embrace the local culture. But at the same time, we love Thai food. So we went to a cooking class at the Asia Scenic Cooking School. Um, Did the, it have a market tour component? And yeah. You just go and pick out everything in the market? So it's interesting. This company offers two types of tours. They offer a tour where... We go to the market, and then we cook the food, like, right in the city. But what we did is we did the market tour plus cooking at the farm. The owner of this uh, cooking school has a really large farm a little bit outside the city. Transportation's included, so we didn't have to worry about that. Which is pretty typical of the cooking classes. They take you out, you go to the market, but they'll take you from your hotel and then back at the end of the cooking. Exactly. But what was really cool about this is we were at the owner's farm. So... We went to see a market tour. We went to one of the local markets. We saw, learned a lot about the local produce, some of the fruits and vegetables. But we went to her house and cooked the food in her farm, which is which was really special. Very cool. So you went on a couples trip. Did you see a lot of families there? You know, we definitely saw families at the cooking class. Um, and the other place where we saw both couples and families was at our elephant tour. Oh, tell me about the elephant tours because there's there's elephant tours you want to do and some that you kind of want to stay away from because they're not there's so they're walk me through that. The decision to book elephants is like we, we were reading on TripAdvisor, we googled it before. It's like a big ethical dilemma because there are a lot of um, places where they're not treating the elephants appropriately. And one of the things we were looking for when we sought out to do an elephant tour was to make sure that we weren't going on a program that allowed us to ride the elephants. Mm -hmm. The one we chose was Happy Elephant Home. They are constantly looking after their elephants. They let them roam freely during the day. At night, they only get, they only put them in um, like a walled off pen only between the hours of 12 and 6 when it's kind of unsafe to have elephants Mm -hmm. roaming around. Uh, so we really bought into uh, some of like the ethical considerations behind that. You get to bathe them and feed them. You're not so... The, the general rule of thumb for me, at least, you know, on, on my trips to Thailand is if you see pictures of people riding elephants, that is a program to stay away from. Exactly. That, that's exactly what, what, what we gleaned from, from our research. And, and instead, I mean, we had a great experience. We were in the river with the elephants. We were feeding the elephants. We cut the food. We put the food in baskets. We brought it out to the elephants. They were coming up to us, petting us. It, it, it was awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. You can really get a feel for, you know, how happy the elephants are. And, and, and the craziest is how big they are. 
I, I mean, we, we, we drove into the home and there was an elephant just in the front of the yard of this this elephant home. And it was just three times the size of this 16-passenger van. And I had never been that close to an elephant in my life. Well, speaking of, of big things in Thailand, uh, there's some wide-body planes that you can fly on very short distances. This is, this is one of my signature transitions, but we're going to take a, a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about flight and hotel options to get you to Chiang Mai. Sounds good. My favorite Thai Airways aircraft I've ever flown is the 747, and the first time I flew it was actually on a really short flight from Bangkok to Chiang Mai. Because Thai actually operates wide-body planes exclusively, but also, you know, domestically within Thailand. So Thai Airways, massive major airline in Thailand based in Bangkok. And they actually, as, as you mentioned, they only operate these wide-body planes. So any of their routes within Thailand or within short distances to Vietnam or to Hong Kong, Singapore, places around, it's always operated by a wide-body plane. And here at TPG, we always look for those types of planes because business class, premium economy, they often happen to be the signature product for the carrier when they're flying on these uh, on, on wide-body planes. Yeah. Um, and Thai is certainly no exception. Although I will contend that we flew Thai uh, 747 a little bit further distance. We flew it from Bangkok to um, Tokyo on our way home. And then we had connected to a different airline, and we were just wowed at the difference between this like really ancient Thai seven four seven business class product compared to like this really new like A and A business class that we took from uh, from Tokyo back to New York. One fun tip though is, and a lot of people don't realize this, but with Thai uh, they sell first class, the first class cabin as business class domestically. So you can redeem miles or pay. I just it was a couple hundred dollars I think for my business class ticket, and then ask to be seated in the first class cabin, and, and sometimes they'll actually accommodate you. So yeah. you, you must have been get, a lucky person that day. Yeah, you don't have to get those rickety old uh, upper deck yeah. seats. There, there are also gr- so many options to fly to Chiang Mai. I mean, it's not you're not just limited to Thai. Yeah, if you're really looking to maximize your onboard experience, and certainly in the hard product, Thai's maybe the way to go. But across the alliances with Star Alliance, you have Air China flying there from Beijing. You have uh, Qatar in the One World Alliance flying nonstop daily from Doha. Really easy to get to when you consider that Qatar flies to so many destinations in North America and Europe. And finally, in Sky Team, you have China Eastern. They operate also a daily flight. And aside from all these sort of these carriers from the major worldwide alliances, you have a bunch of low-cost carriers that fly in Chiang Mai as well. So we're talking things like Thai Air Asia, Bangkok Airways. Bangkok Airways also happens to be based in, in Bangkok, and they operate a bunch of intra-Thailand flights. So we ended up taking them a bunch as we were hopping between islands, because we didn't really want to connect in Bangkok every time we were going somewhere. Now, the, the fares can be a little bit steep sometimes, but there used to be a trick. You could use Jow Miles, I think, to fly them. Is that still the case? Yeah. The thing is, is when we were booking, we actually found a different trick to, 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 to maximizing value with Bangkok Airways. We had booked through um, an OTA like Orbitz because it, their website was really clunky. And we had changed our uh, browser cookies from being U.S.-based to Thai-based, and we were still able to access the English version of the website, but we were paying much lower rates with a card that didn't charge any foreign transaction fees by purchasing our tickets in Thai bot. That That is a very advanced tip. Okay, I think we need a post on, on how to accomplish that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very cool. So, if, and if you're using Miles, you have you have options with all three uh, major alliances. As you mentioned, One World, you've got uh, Qatar Airways, but also there's Cathay Dragon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Cathay Dragon from Hong Kong. So one stop option through Hong Kong, and, and uh, Cathay Pacific has quite a few gateways within North America as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, if you want to fly Star Alliance, your best one-stop option is probably Air China. Yeah. Yeah, because Thai doesn't have any operational certificate. They're not flying to to the U.S. at the moment. So if you want to want to catch one of those uh, first-class cabins on a business-class ticket, you're going to have to connect in Bangkok, have yeah. two stops to get to Chiang Mai. Right. And, and, and you know, we, we had interacted with a bunch of people who, who, who had two stopped on the way there. And people do like to break up the trip, or they like to take a day or two and spend some time in Bangkok. So... There's definitely value in that, too. Mm-hmm, definitely. What, so tell me about uh, the hotels that you have in Chiang Mai. Obviously, you, you've split your time between the city and kind of the outskirts. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking, f- you know, on your first visit, I think you might want to actually stay in the city. Is yeah, right? for sure. I mean, that's, that's where the action's happening. We were there for four and, a half, four, four and a half days. We had four nights. We split it. But we would have hated it if we just went outside the city. We would have been like, what is all the talk about Chiang Mai if we're just like... Where are these night markets? Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like 20 miles up the road. We, we, we tried to go out for dinner one night when we were at the Four Seasons, and they said the closest restaurant was 20 minutes away. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So, so I know I know we mentioned at the beginning, definitely the Le Meridian. It's a Cat 5. Um, in the it's map. gone up and up and up. Yeah. But what's really cool there is that their their paid rates have kind of stayed pretty low, mm-hmm. so you can you can almost always find some type of deal. And if you have a Marriott Elite status, they actually have a, a pretty nice lounge. Uh, so I had access to the lounge there, and then you can also eat breakfast in the restaurant. And that was actually one of my first uh, real platinum experiences with with Starwood back in the day. But they have a pretty phenomenal breakfast. I, I haven't been there in a few years, but I'm, I'm yeah. guessing it's still the same. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, as it relates to points hotels, that's really it in Chiang Mai. I know there's a Holiday Inn, but you know it's a little bit more niche. You have to be earning IG points. It's also not all that expensive, so you can sort of just pay for it, hundred bucks a night or something. I think this is a probably it's probably a good opportunity to take advantage of that venture deal with Hotels.com too, because if you go on Hotels.com, you can find probably there's probably hotels, decent hotels for fifty bucks, sixty, seventy, eighty dollars a night. Totally, especially. Right in the city limits there, there's a ton. In, in 20% a, a big savings on, on hotels that aren't participating in loyalty programs. And Airbnb could be an option too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there are tons and similarly priced to hotels depending on whatever area y'all choose to stay at. So b- before we wrap up, one thing that we didn't touch on yet is transportation. So yeah. I, I found Chiang Mai, as long as you're staying downtown, to be a pretty walkable city. You stayed a bit out, and when you were at the Four Seasons, you were you were stuck there, as you mentioned. But could you have gone back and forth? Was there Uber available? Yeah. So a few years ago, Uber sold its its its, its last remaining shares in in Southeast Asia to to one of their competitors, Grab. So it's a similar app to Uber. You download from the App Store, put in all your information. We put in all of our international information. Obviously, put in our Chase Sapphire Reserve card, so we'd be earning three times points on all the trips we took. Um, and same very similar user interface where requesting rides, all the drivers were super friendly. The app translates destinations into Thai, so we didn't have to actually speak the language, which was really helpful because uh, it's kind of hard to read when I'm not <laughs> used to it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I've I've not mastered Thai yet. Yeah, so it's on the on the list maybe for the next uh, yeah my but, thirty year plan. Uh, but certainly from the airport, we had no issues getting getting a grab uh, even into the city. And, and taxis are pretty easy and very reasonably priced too. Yeah, yeah, 
for and sure. And they have tuk-tuks too, right? Yeah. Okay. The, the tuk-tuk's an experience. If you if you haven't been on one yet, uh, I would definitely do one in Chiang Mai over Bangkok. It's a little crazy in Bangkok, so kind of wet your feet in Chiang Mai. But don't be afraid of a tuk-tuk. Of, of for sure. And for the insurance companies out there, make sure that you're taking your helmet with you. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm looking forward to booking my next trip to uh, Southeast Asia. Thanks for joining me, Zach. If, if someone wants to follow along on your adventures, where can they find you on social media? I am on Instagram at underscore Zach Riff. I was a little late to that game. And follow me on the blog. I will be posting uh, more reviews as I go traveling the world. For TPG, well, thanks for joining us, Zach. I appreciate it. Safe travels. Likewise. That's all for this episode of Miles Away. Thanks again to Zach Griff. Again, I am your host, Zach Honig, and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin with editing by Ryan Gabos. Our theme music is by Alex Schiff. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.